purple remained on the trees. For some time past, I have given up even having the trees watched. When the king had finished his story, Zabo, his eldest son, said to him, Forgive me, father, if I say I think you are mistaken. I am sure there are many men in your kingdom who could protect these trees from the cunning arts of a thieving magician. I myself, who as your eldest son claim the first right to do so, will mount guard over the fruit this very night. The king consented, and as soon as evening drew on, Zabo climbed up onto one of the trees, determined to protect the fruit even if it cost him his life. So he kept watch half the night, but a little after midnight he was overcome by an irresistible drowsiness and fell fast asleep. He did not awake till it was bright daylight and all the fruit on the trees had vanished. The following year Warza, the second brother, tried his luck, but with the same result. Then it came to the turn of the third and youngest son. Iwanich was not the least discouraged by the failure of his elder brothers, though they were both much older and stronger than he was, and when night came, climbed up the tree as they had done. The moon had risen, and with her soft light lit up the whole neighborhood, so that the observant prince could distinguish the smallest object distinctly. At midnight a gentle west wind shook the tree, and at the same moment a snow-white swan-like bird sank down gently on his breast. The prince hastily seized the bird's wings in his hands, when, low to his astonishment, he found he was holding in his arms not a bird, but the most beautiful girl he had ever seen. "'You need not fear, Melitza,' said the beautiful girl, looking at the prince with friendly eyes. "'An evil magician has not robbed you of your fruit, but he stole the seed from my mother, and thereby caused her death. When she was dying, she bade me take the fruit, which you have no right to possess, from the trees every year as soon as it was ripe. This I would have done to-night, too, if you had not seized me with such force, and so broken the spell I was under.' who had been prepared to meet a terrible magician and not a lovely girl, felt desperately in love with her. They spent the rest of the night in pleasant conversation, and when Melitza wished to go away, he begged her not to leave him. "'I would gladly stay with you longer,' said Melitza, "'but a wicked witch once cut off a lock of my hair when I was asleep, which has put me in her power, and if morning were still to find me here, she would do me some harm, and you too, perhaps.' Having said these words, she drew a sparkling diamond ring from her finger, which she handed to the prince, saying, Keep this ring in memory of Melitza, and think of her sometimes if you never see her again. But if your love is really true, come and find me in my own kingdom. I may not show you the way there, but this ring will guide you. If you have love and courage enough to undertake this journey, whenever you come to a crossroad, Always look at this diamond before you settle which way you are going to take. If it sparkles as brightly as ever, go straight on. But if its luster is dimmed, choose another path. Then Melitza bent.